You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for your support of The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. And we are excited to share a Concordia University, Wisconsin story with you today. The story of an educator. Uh, we shared with you recently the story of Project Invest. And today we get to meet an alumni of the Project Invest program in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Joining us today, Natyra Crawford. Natyra, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you. I'm honored that you guys have um, let me speak to you. Natyra, when did you gain an interest in being an educator? Yes, well, um, I would say in 2012, I was a new mom and I had worked into all kinds of technological positions. So I worked for just about every cell phone company there was. um, And I had done a lot of different jobs before, but I wanted to come into something that was more purposeful, um, something that would bring not only just longevity, but a real career um, that honed in on my personal skills. So at the time I was working for Time Warner Cable, which is um, formerly Spectrum, well, Spectrum now, but formerly Time Warner Cable. And um, in sales, someone was speaking to me about going into teaching. My aunt, God rest her soul, she's like, you should do this. So I applied to Milwaukee Public Schools as a school social work aide, which basically um, began to be like family partnerships. You worked with scholars, getting them signed up for Head Start. And I would have to do home visits and go into classrooms. And all I kept thinking was, I want to be in the classroom. Um, After I would speak to certain students and just with the teachers, I found myself doing things in the classroom that I wasn't supposed to because I'm like, wow, this is natural. So after like maybe 60 days, I think you're supposed to transition after 90 days, but within 60 days, I was able to transition into being a paraprofessional. And I did that with MPS for about three years and a couple of other schools. And um, about six years ago, I came into Milwaukee College Prep and worked my way up from being an educational assistant to currently being a licensed teacher. That is awesome. Uh, tell, tell us more about uh, these schools that you were able to work with and, and what drew you into helping the students that were there. Absolutely. So when I went to, the first school that I went to was a local school. It was actually in my, um, my neighborhood that I grew up in. And I just saw at the time they were K-4 students. And the teacher would work with them and she had a number of small groups. And so I just kind of took over one group. And I noticed that I found myself just being really excited about seeing the scholars learn. Um, I loved interacting with them. And it just felt so natural that I wanted nothing more than to be in the classroom. So when I left leaving like MPS and went to multiple schools, I got to see how different schools did certain things and why they did that. And I was able to learn and just become a much better educator. So I had the experience before I had the education. And so by the time that I went to school, all of those things that I naturally did in the classroom made more sense. Mm -hmm. What was significant about remaining in the community that you grew up in? Why was that important to you? Yes, absolutely. So it's kind of a twofold thing. I know that when we go to school and we participate in groups, even as teachers, they always ask, like, what made you start? 
And as a as an African-American woman, a lot of the things that I would say first is like, oh, I want to represent scholars that look like me. Um, and I know that representation is important, but I had that representation at my elementary school. Um, I didn't realize it then, but it wasn't as common to have a black assistant principal and a black principal female. And I'm like, wow, looking now, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. So in looking in those moments, it definitely was important that I serve the community um, that I grew up in. My daughter goes to the school that I teach in. So I think that's really important. If your vision and your morals align with who you are as an educator, um, you should believe the same for the, the scholars that you serve. Mm-hmm. How do you see that representation making a difference now for the, mm-hmm. the students in your school? Um, it's really cool because I always tell my, my students that they are my besties. So mm-hmm. we have <laughs> we have like conversations about real things. I think that as an adult, I never want to separate myself and be so far removed um, from what it's like to be a child. And I think um, what helps me be a great teacher with my students that I work with is just being completely real with them, being honest with them leaving room for mistakes and for fun um, and doing the same for their parents. It's like a family when I work with my students and as well as my colleagues. So I think that's really, really important when working with my scholars that they know that they are loved. I tell everybody I love them all the time, but my students never have to question it because they see it and they feel it every day. Um, So it's more than just seeing another black female educator. If you're a black female student or even a black male, it's just the fact that you know you have someone that loves and cares about you and your education. And I just, I don't want to let you fail no matter what. It's clear that you you love being with students. You love being in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And you share with us a little bit about some of the first steps to becoming an educator, just your experience uh, as a, um, what in, in some circles we might call a paraprofessional serving in, in that, that supporting role. Tell us more about the steps toward becoming an educator after you got that experience in the classroom and just you knew that that's where you wanted to be. What was the next step? Um, the next step was going for um, an actual program that served educators like me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those people that failed in every possible way that you could <laughs> before <laughs> obtaining what I have. So um, right out of high school, I went directly to college. Um, I went to University of Wisconsin Parkside and I got into my junior year <laughs> and I did not finish. I ultimately had my daughter in the process of transferring to a number of schools. And no matter what happened, I failed every time, like every semester, every time I tried to go back as a mom and as a working mom, it just wasn't working. So um, at the time I was working at Milwaukee College Prep and a number of my colleagues uh, were in the same position. They wanted to do like an EA, which is an educational assistant to teacher pipeline. And I was really intrigued by that because this is what I was always trying to do, but there was no outlet for me to do that. And then I didn't know of anything through my job that could give me that. So Milwaukee College Prep partnered with Concordia and myself and a number of colleagues from all of our campuses, we would go to school on Tuesdays at Concordia and literally learn what we're already putting into practice. So a lot of the things we were doing made more sense (laughs) because we're we're learning why there's a scope and sequence. We're learning how to actually um, do these lessons, lesson plans and present them a little bit differently because I think naturally it came natural to be a teacher. It came natural to love kids. But how do you do that properly and get certified to do it um, was the biggest thing. And most people know it's really hard to become a teacher. They have a lot of requirements. So 
um, working together with my cohort definitely helped me be successful in that. Mm -hmm. What were some of the things that were uh, integral for you in order to succeed in this? You're talking about all of all of these things that just didn't work out, but this this did. What was what was integral to that uh, so that you are successful in this path? Um, when I came to Concordia, the Project Invest program was very new. So myself and the other graduates and the other students, we were like the first uh, cohort. So a lot of things were trial and error for us. And one of the biggest things that really helped me be successful was self-advocacy because there, when people don't know, you know, necessarily it's new, you know, you're trying to figure it out, but if you're the student and it's not working for you or you need something or you need to speak up, um, I was kind of that person that would do that. I wasn't really afraid to um, ruffle feathers if it took me finishing this degree, because at this point I've done so much. I failed so much. I don't have any more room to fail. Um, and I think that my cohort was a big part of that. We all are really close, like family. So some days it would be, at my, my classmates would laugh every Tuesday. I was crying every single Tuesday. I was crying about something, whether it's not having enough aid or the assignments or something. And we were like a family. We would pray together, like literally pray together. Um, and that's something that I just, I don't think I could have gotten anywhere else. Wow. I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> It was just, it, it's so great to see that the once you you were connected to this program that you you uh, found it, it really sounds like you you found what you had been looking for to become an educator mm -hmm. and that you found that connection with others who were on that same path and and were able to find that success together who in in addition to the the other students in your your cohort um, mm -hmm. who else was important in that process? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure there were many people. Do, do you want to start yes. with your professors? Absolutely. So um, first off, I, I really want to be show gratitude to Dr. Michael Uden. Um, he actually started the program. He's still with Concordia today. Um, but he started the program. And the reason why he stands out was because when I had his class, I remember the first day I was like, man, this guy is hard. I don't, I don't like this. I, I was not <laughs> feeling it at all. And he turned out to be the absolute best teacher I have ever had. And not only that, like when I was advocating for myself, I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel alone with my, my colleagues because he was on it. He was making sure that we had what we needed to be successful. Um, he just pushed me as an educator. Everything that I thought I knew, he pushed me a little bit further. And I definitely respect that a lot more. Um, I really am grateful to Susan Alexander. Um, Sue was our director of the program when it first started. And she was one of the many people that had to navigate things <laughs> and figure it out. And through that, we made a lot of mistakes. But she was so diligent and she still speaks to us today. She still checks on us today. So that was really helpful. Um, I also had, we had speakers come and speak to us, like Superintendent Deb Deborah Kerr at the time for Brown Deer Schools. We also had um, Monica Kelsey Brown come and speak to us. We had Mr. Brian Wright. Man, these are so many amazing people. <laughs> but we were connected with so many people that were extremely helpful to us. Um, Dr. Stephen Gurner, as well as Dr., uh, Mr. Eugene Pitchford. They were amazing with working with us. We read their books. They told us we were superhero educators. Um, they put so much life into us and taught us how to see things differently. 
And I'm just really grateful to all of those people. I think the the program lives up to its name. Just listing mm-hmm. all the people that were a part of this program, there really is an investment in mm-hmm. these uh, developing educators through Project Invest. And uh, to, to hear that story, to hear your personal story is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we have more to share of Natira's story here on The Coffee Hour. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Recently, we shared with you the story about Project Invest, a a great program uh, through Concordia University, Wisconsin, helping educators uh, who serve as a paraprofessional or an aide in a classroom or in the educational setting. take the steps to become licensed educators, to become licensed teachers. And today we're sharing with you Natyra Crawford's story of uh, being a student and a graduate now of Project Invest. Now she's a teacher in the community uh, that she loves so dearly. And to, to hear her story is just uh, so heartwarming for me to, to get to hear the story of becoming an educator. Tyra, before we went to the break, you shared with us a, a number of the the teachers or the professors, the the educators who were a part of this process of uh, becoming an educator for you in Project Invest. Who, what other um, relationships were just so important to your success in the program? Uh, yes, I actually I mentioned a number of my colleagues before. Um, but specifically, it wasn't just me advocating. Um, it was it was a huge thank you to one of my closest friends, uh, Mr. Devin Weber. He's also a teacher and he's also a graduate of that program. If I didn't know it or couldn't find it, Devin was on it. <laughs> and that friendship and that camaraderie and that realness on those days when it was tough, that really helped us to succeed in that program. Miss um, Shantony Forte. <laughs> When she has a very, very strong demeanor. And that's a, that's a praying woman, y'all. Like, she's a praying woman. And there were days when I just felt like I couldn't do it. And everyone knows I'm a crier. <laughs> and Miss Forte was was definitely one of the first uh, to, to pray for me. Also, Miss Burgundy Golden. Burgundy Golden was doing an amazing job with helping me with the foundations of reading tests. That's something that a lot of educators struggle with because that is a requirement in our state um, to be a licensed teacher. And she worked with finding resources and everything for me. Um, my closest sister friend, Miss <laughs> Lavita Coleman, was also helpful in that. And this, these are all people that are all, uh, we all work for the same school network. And she's just been amazing by being a sister and friend. And uh, I guess there's so many people I can name, but that camaraderie and the fact that we were not only just students, but we were colleagues. So we could share a lot of different things in person. When we're talking in our classes because we understand it. And lastly, um, Joseph Woodland, who is right now, he's a part of that program, but he's also the dean of culture at my school. So 
just seeing him grow as a person and working with him um, at work and in school has been amazing. And I just learned from all of the educators in the program. That is an amazing community of people to have around you and, and to be able to support each other like that just sounds incredible. And as I can imagine, it's such a blessing to your all of your students too, to have uh, these teachers and educators who care so much about their students uh, and to be able to have this community of teachers to support these students is just an amazing thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, an amazing thing for them. How how do these relationships, now that you've gone through the program, how have these relationships uh, improved, I guess, your teaching or your your um, your ability to to be in the classroom and to be authentic with these students? How have these relationships helped you in, in that way? Um, I think we continue to learn from each other. Um, like, although I'm not going to these Tuesday classes as I was before, before graduating, we still communicate about what's going on. If if my colleagues are still, or even if we're not working, there are other schools that are a part of Project Invest as well, but we communicate. There are people that I talk to um, all the time and I check in with them to see, how are you doing? Are, are you getting your aid documents? Because financial aid is a, is a hard thing for adult learners. Um, and I check in on them to see how they're doing. They check in on me. So it's just it's it's always a family feel and that never really changes even outside of the classroom. Tell us about the time frame that it took for you to go from your previous career as an aide or as a, a paraprofessional to now being a licensed credentialed instructor or teacher. <laughs> So what's beautiful about Project Invest, again, it's it's a culmination of people that are already in education, right? Or they've been teaching for a while. And so at the time that I had started, I started Project Invest in October of 2017. By April of 2018, um, I was promoted to be a teacher, <laughs> which was unheard of because it gave me the real life experience before obtaining the degree and the licensure. So there was a licensed teacher in class with me, but I would lead the, the class as a lead teacher um, and she would assist me whenever I needed help. And that was amazing because I was a, a lead teacher for two years before actually getting the certification. So coming into this school year, I felt prepared, even given that things are very different in the world right now. <laughs> but I definitely felt prepared um, for what I was supposed to do. Um, also, it, the program itself is 18 months. Right. So when you come into Project Invest, you're expected to have 60 credits or more because most educational assistants or paraprofessionals, you have to have at minimum a 60 of credit, 60 credits. Um, it was amazing to take each of those individual classes. But then the student teaching made a difference, too. So Dr. Uh, Stephen Gurner was my um, he was my like teacher coach. So he would come in and observe me and see me in action and he said so many positive things that it really pushed me to continue that. So it didn't take long, like looking, well, it did at the time. <laughs> looking back, looking back, I'm like, wow, that was pretty, pretty fast because so many things have happened between then. Um, and they all were surrounding my experience with Project Invest. Mm -hmm. Tell us about uh, your classroom and your students. What do you enjoy <laughs> about teaching these, these students now? Oh, man, I love their personalities. Um, so what's really interesting about the group that I teach now, um, I was their educational assistant in third grade. 
And when they ran third grade in that April, I was promoted to teach fifth grade. So they felt like I left them and they were really sad and they were just, they're an amazing group of kids. All of them are, but they were just like, they're my babies. (laughs) So they felt betrayed that I left them. And thank God that everything comes back full circle because now I'm their fifth grade teacher. So (laughs) these babies are, they have so much personality, so much talent, and they love their teacher and they know their teacher loves them. So um, there's really nothing better than that. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. How did the Project Invest program prepare you for your present uh, vocation as a teacher? (laughs) Um, Project Invest is extremely detailed (laughs) with every single course that you take. So um, there are obviously like legal requirements that you need to understand and things that you have to have done. Um, And again, as I said before, when you're in the classroom for so long, you think you kind of know it all because you've experienced it. Project Invest will definitely show you that you don't know it all. (laughs) There are more things to learn. The reason why it was, um, I guess, so integral with those classes was because you get really great educators educating you. So it's really no way to get it wrong. Um, But I I definitely would say we had a class one time that prepared us specifically for the foundations of reading tests. And I still have all of those resources today. Um, We had courses that prepared us for uh, being a professional educator where we had to make sure our resumes were up to date. We actually interviewed (laughs) in a class with um, a number of principals from schools that may or may not have heard of us before. Um, So that was an experience that I really thought was valuable. Uh, We also had a class where um, it prepared us for the legalities of special education and the different um, ways that you need to teach that way. So Project Invest is really detailed. Um, I think they have done a much better job with figuring things out. (laughs) There have been a lot of changes, a lot of updates, a lot of tra- uh, trial and error, but they have been really successful in helping us to graduate. I do wish that there were more graduates. There is no reason why there shouldn't be, but I think that they understand now um, what the individual educators need to be a little bit more successful and to complete the program, because that's the point of it. Like, it's so many of us that have come into it, but not enough of us have come out of it yet. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you learned from these uh, these great professors that you're excited to now be able to share and pass along to your students and, and to the other educators that you work with? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say know who you are as an educator and know why you are doing this. And I'm saying this not just for myself as a graduate, but that's what was taught to me. We had a number of assignments where we had to explain who we are as an educator Uh, What do we want and where we're going? That's how we teach our students here how to do their mission statement. And I never, ever want to forget who I am, what I want, and where I'm going. And today is a prime example of the difficulty (laughs) that we have. Like, I literally had a meltdown today, but I don't want to do anything else. So just remembering who you are, what you want, and where you're going, um, not just in education, but with anything. It can help you get through a lot of really tough times. Um, and again, that's not something I just learned in Project Invest, but that's something that I learned from my current employer, Milwaukee College Prep. So um, I couldn't be more honored to be able to be a servant leader to my scholars um, and some help to my colleagues that are still um, obtaining their degree. 
we, I think we have to make note that you, you address your students as scholars. Tell us a little yes. bit more about that as we wrap up. <laughs> um, so I firmly believe in being a lifelong learner. And so I know I can say students and pupils, but scholars, that gives them more responsibility. Because when you're a scholar, you seek out opportunities to learn, right? And it's going to college and beyond is one thing, <laughs> but you need to always be a lifelong learner. And there's no option with that. Because if you're not seeking wisdom, then what are you doing? You know, so I try to always empower them to remember that about themselves. That, how empowering to to take responsibility for your own education. That mm-hmm. Wow. That, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. That's very empowering. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the person who was, who's in those shoes that you were in a few years ago of... Uh, mm-hmm. They love being in the classroom and they, they, they want to be in the classroom full-time. They want to be a teacher full-time. Uh, what, what advice, what words might you share with them? I would say no matter how hard it gets or how bad it looks, it is possible. It is absolutely possible. And once you believe that, um, push through. Because I'll say after that first 10 to 12 months, it's even harder. And that's when you really need to push through. I started and stopped so many times. And if I could encourage anyone to do anything is pray on it and push through because these, these babies need you. They need us. Um, and take it seriously, take it, take your education seriously. So then you can have a reason to tell them to take theirs seriously. Natyra Crawford, graduate of the Project Invest program at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Natyra, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour and sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity, you guys. I really appreciate it. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.